lesson number 13. I love it. I love this topic. Tonight we're talking about something called spiritual mapping. Has anyone in here ever even heard of that before? Spiritual mapping. Sounds kind of boring or strange. How many in here, you're, you're one of those learners. You have that learner personality where you like to research and learn stuff. I, I know I am. I'm constantly learning. Mandy laughs at me because every week Amazon delivers books to my house and she's like, do you even have time to read all those books? I'm like, I sure do. I'm reading them. I'm studying. I just love to learn. I know, you know, it's just kind of in some people. Um, and as intercessors, it's kind of strategic what we're talking about tonight. So I just want to jump straight into it because I want to leave, you know, 20 to 30 minutes at the very end for us to do, to do what we talk about tonight, for us to practice it. And um, I think it was probably about seven or eight years ago <clears throat> was when I first heard of this. Um, it was a man named... Um, Randy Skinner came to our church. I don't know if you guys even remember it. Really um, unique man. And as a matter of fact, he's doing amazing things in Dallas right now through this type of ministry and intercessory ministry. And, and basically, he was talking to us about finding out the history of our neighborhood where our church was and, and finding out the injustices that were done in that neighborhood and going back and asking God to forgive us as a church for those things happening. And, and when I was first heard it, I was like, it's, it's kind of odd for the church to repent for something other people do. And I started thinking about this, and, and he even explained it. Like, the Bible says that, that we're here, we're supposed to sympathize with the sins of our land. We're not supposed to, like, say, oh, we did this, or, uh, you know, like, it was our hands, but it was our hands. Does that make any sense? Um, like, the Bible says judgment must begin at the house of God. And it says if, if, the, if the righteous are are scarcely saved, and where will the sinners and the ungodly appear? And even in the Old Testament, the prophets, whenever they, they had a word, like the Isaiahs and the Ezekiels, and they carried this prophetic word of judgment for a land, they would be wounded in their soul over the word, and they would identify with the land. When Isaiah saw the Lord in Isaiah 6, he didn't say, God, I, I, all these people around me are evil. That's not where he started. The first thing he said is, Woe unto me, for I am an unclean man. Then he says, and I live among unclean people. We do something about this condition we're in, God. So he identified with the wickedness of the land that was going on there and said, God, forgive me because I'm unclean and all the people around me are unclean. So the church needs to take a position that says the only reason that sin has the opportunity to cause um, division, pain, suffering in our community is because we've allowed it to. And I hate, it. like, this is really, it's our responsibility. The purity of the land is the church's responsibility. It's not the government's responsibility. It's not social programs' responsibility. It's the church's responsibility to bring purity to the land, to bring holiness. And so tonight, the spiritual mapping is a unique thing. <clears throat> and, you know, our, our, our main scripture that we've hit a few times in this class is Amos 3, Verse 7, it says, Surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. So, like, God does things on the earth, but he announces it to us first so that we can partner with him. And I think it's pretty cool that he doesn't just do it and then tell us to catch up with him. He's like, Hey, this is what I'm about to do. Walk with me as we make this thing happen on the earth. And I love that. And that's what spiritual mapping is. So, uh, let's define it. Let's tell what it is not and what the purpose is of it. All right? So, first, spiritual mapping is an attempt to see our region as it really is and not as it appears to be. Now, this is from, spiritual mapping is a natural thing that we do. It is finding the history. It's researching a region. It's finding out court cases. 
It's finding out inroads that the enemy has into a society and saying, oh, that's where things started getting messed up. It's in that point. Well, let's go back and let's ask for forgiveness from that point. And then let's find the next thing that let this thing continue until we eradicate it. And so <clears throat> it is also the discipline of diagnosing the obstacles to revival in a community through fervent prayer and research. This spiritual mapping is taking research and intercession and combining the two. And it's, putting a, it's like putting a target on our prayers. Now, it, I want to say this to start off. This cannot take the place of listening to the voice of God. Because as you'll hear, we'll hit this you know, multiple times tonight. If I replace communication with God and hearing things from what He's saying in heaven, and if I replace seeing things from His perspective with spiritual mapping, I will be a very depressed and upset person. Because all I will be able to see is the evil that's going on, and I won't be able to see what Jesus and what God is up to. So spiritual mapping, if, if we fall into this trap of only spiritual mapping, and, and we allow that to be our first source of vision, we're going to be way off the mark. We're going to be disgruntled Christians that thinks the world's going to hell in a handbasket, and we're only going to see evil and, and bad in the world, and we won't see the good that God wants us to see. So I want to say that as we get into this. Um, there's a, a, a great woman of God named Cindy Jacobs, and she says that uh, spiritual mapping is researching a city to discern any inroads that Satan, and I'm sorry I capitalized Satan there. I apologize for breaking our rule here at the church. We do not capitalize Satan, just so you know. You can fix that on your paper if you'd like to. I fixed it on mine. <laughs> we will not capitalize his name, all right? Anyway, so any inroads that he has made, which has prevented the spread of the gospel, and, it, and it's an evangelization for Christ. So we're looking for reasons why there's not breakthrough in a region. This Spiritual mapping will always lead us to a, a strong man. It will lead us to something that has set up a, a, a power, a principality, something in the second heaven that's causing its influence to bring pain and suffering on the earth. So spiritual mapping will help us begin to see who's in authority in the second heaven. All right? Spiritual mapping combines research, divine revelation, confirmatory evidence in order to provide complete and exact data concerning the identity strategies and methods employed by spiritual forces of darkness to influence the people and the churches in the region long sentence that said what i just said it will help us to see who's in in power who's influencing the second realm you need one <clears throat> here's extra in case anyone else i i love this this is a perfect picture it's it's what an x-ray is to a physician, spiritual mapping is to an intercessor. So I think we can have two different kinds of x-rays. We can have revelation, that's an x-ray from God that shows the way things should be. And we can have the spiritual mapping that shows the way things are. And then we have to figure out a way to take it from what it is to what it should be. Amen? You guys good? Spiritual mapping is not supposed to take the place of Holy Spirit communication with God. Again, if it does, you will be a sour Christian. You will not be fun to be around. We will not be able to even find any good in anything. <laughs> Spiritual mapping is not to be our primary view concerning issues. It is meant to assist us strategically, but it is not meant to be our eyes. It's not meant to be our vision. We are to pray from heaven's perspective, and spiritual mapping deals with what is happening here on the earth. So again, if we focus on that, we will be earthly-minded instead of heavenly-minded. And... Um, I remember growing up, there was that saying, 
well, they're too heavenly minded to be any earthly good. And that's ridiculous. It's impossible to be too heavenly minded to be any good to earth. Because if we're heavenly minded, earth's going to look like heaven, period. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. So we want to have heaven's perspective. Um, yeah. If we focus on mapping, we will stop being able to see what God sees. And we'll see what the enemy wants us to see. Spiritual mapping is not an end to itself. It's a means. It's an assistance. It's a help to us. You guys still good? A couple of other things. It is not demon hunting. It's not searching for the names of demons. Although many times Holy Spirit will give us names and identities when he feels like we need to know. It is not a one-person task. And this will help us to not get all depressed and down because there'll be someone else there to say, hey, remember, this isn't supposed to be here to, to make us see what the enemy's doing and be overwhelmed with how big Satan is because that's not it. We don't capitalize his name because we don't want to be in awe of what he's doing. And if we don't have a partnership here and, and do this through teamwork, it would be very easy to be like, oh, God, we're losing this battle. Because all we see is evil, and that's not what this is for. <clears throat> it is not, um, it's not about learning a lot of principles and carrying them out. It's about doing the God-appointed thing for our city, for our region, for our community. <clears throat> it is not the only way that God works in transforming a city. But it is a component of transformation. So we don't have to do spiritual mapping to see transformation. But if we want to be serious, there needs to be moments where we do spiritual mapping. Because then it gives us just a really direct emphasis. Um, it's an, it's, uh, it gives our prayers heavenly knowledge and, and knowledge of what's going on right in the moment. <clears throat> it is not conclusions based on inadequate investigations. It must be done properly. Um, we have to check our sources, make sure our information's correct, all that kind of stuff. Because how many knows you can't believe everything you find on the internet? <laughs> so you got to be careful where you get your news and information from. It is not spiritual warfare. It's preparing for spiritual warfare. It is uh, arming ourselves with wisdom and knowledge for the war, for the battle. Um, it's, it would be like when someone comes up and they, they want prayer, It'd be like us saying, well, what do you want prayer for? You can do two different things. They can come up and you say, don't tell me. I'm going to let God tell me what you need prayer for, which is great. Do that. That's cool. But you can also say, what do you need prayer for? Give me a target. And that's what spiritual mapping is. You know, we can just say, God, I don't want to know all the evils that are going around. Just I, if I do that, I have a tendency to become negative. So I don't want to do spiritual mapping. That may, it may not be something for everyone. Some people would have a tendency to take this to a point where it becomes a negative rather than a positive. So do it with a team and don't have a whole lot of input or whatever it is once we do it. Um, but it doesn't mean that people that do it aren't spiritual. Because some people are strategic. They want to know strategies. They want to know how to do it. So um, again, don't tell me what you need prayer for is awesome. And what do you want prayer for is both awesome. So this is basically what we're doing here. Um, <clears throat> what is its purpose? Pretty much we've made it very clear. <clears throat> Main purpose is to, is to give information that helps sustain fervent intercession and pave the way for effective evangelism. <clears throat> we want to see the city released from strongholds of the enemy, and it enables evangelism to be effective by binding the strong man. It points us to the strong man. How many have ever been praying for something and you've 
it felt like you were getting a little bit of breakthrough, but it felt like there was just something beyond what we were seeing or what we were praying for that we just couldn't break through that other thing, that extra wall or whatever it was. Sometimes it's because there's a strong man, a power there, that we're unaware of that power. Spiritual mapping can make us make that, that very clear to us. It can show us what that thing is so we can put a name to it, right? We want to see the city transformed by the power of the gospel. Um, this spiritual mapping is important for, for us as a church because we're moving into um, starting this month, starting in July. I think it's the second Saturday of every month. Uh, on Saturday night from 6 to 8, we're doing treasure hunts, uh, which is a really cool thing where we prophetic evangelism basically is what it is. We go into the mall or wherever God sends us, and we, we want to call out gold inside of people. Instead of seeing dirt, instead of seeing bad, we want to pull gold. Um, so tre- the, the spiritual mapping is a tool that we can use before we ever go treasure hunting. Say we're going to the mall. Well, there may be, just, there may be influences in the mall that we need to attack before we ever go in there. And it'll cause our prophetic evangelism to be more effective because we've interceded and we've covered and we've attacked our, a spirit world before we ever stepped into the, to the mall or wherever it is. It'll help us to become more effective. Yeah? So I want to see. I'm excited. You know, the last, the last time we did treasure hunting, I'm, I was one of those people. I, don't, I just didn't want to do it. I'm going to be completely honest. I like doing it when it's natural, but whenever it's like a planned thing, I feel weird approaching people. But something's changed in me. I'm like, I'm, I'm ready to do this. I have something to offer people. I can talk to anybody. I can talk to anyone and tell them how, how God feels about them. So um, anyway, yeah. To see the redemptive call for our city realized. We want to see what Arlington's reason is for being here. We want to see what our church's reason for being in this community is here for. Uh, the church is, this church has been here. This building has been here for 40 years or so. It's been here for a reason. It's not just a... We're not, an, the Bridge Church isn't a new church. The church before Sure Foundation Fellowship wasn't a new church, even though it had closed and reopened or whatever. This church has been in this neighborhood for 40 years or so for a reason. Have we ever tapped fully into the reason this building was even built in this area? It's time for us to tap into that. And I think spiritual mapping will help us to find out what powers and principalities are ruling over this area, which we can probably right now take a chalkboard and begin to write some of these. We know what they are. But spiritual mapping will sometimes give us even, even better insight into these things. And uh, last thing, we want to see nations, regions, and communities released from the power of darkness. See, Jesus told the disciples to disciple nations. He didn't say disciple people. He said baptize people in the name of Jesus, this, 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 teach them everything that you've known. He says, but you're here to disciple whole nations, entire nations. That's a big deal. I think there's a big strategy involved to disciple an entire nation. How many of us think that, that we could take everyone in our church and really train ourselves really strong and go to the smallest nation in the world and disciple a nation? Just think of the smallest nation. But that's what he's called us to do, not just even the small, but for the Chinas and the Indias and the United States of America and the Canadas and the Great Britons. That the Bible says that on the day of... Uh, in the last days on the day of judgment, that he would separate the sheep nations from the goat nations. And we tried to get really sneaky back whenever the 60s, 70s and stuff, and say, well, that was literally speaking of nationalities, that there would be people of this race and that race. No, he was saying that there would be entire nations that served God and entire nations that didn't serve God, and he would separate those nations. So knowing the commission that he's given us, the great commission, 
I think it's time for us to step up and say, okay, God, uh, we need strategies. We need information. We need revelation. We need information. How to impact and how to, to transform the nation. And it starts, can we do it here? Can I do it in my family? Okay, our, our family's getting transformed. Thank you, God. Let's not stop there. Can we do it in our church? Okay, our church is getting transformed. Now can we do it in our little four-block radius of our community? Can we do that? Okay, and then just go from there and go from there and, and expand our influence as we learn how to do it. As we learn how to ride this bike called transformation, let's go a little further. Let's go a little further and a little further. And so that's what God's calling us to as a church. And I want to use every possible tool there is to be effective. I don't want to only do spiritual mapping because I'm one of those people that I will get, what's the word? I will get obsessed with it. I, I, I could get obsessed with learning all the history of the neighborhood and the businessmen that came into this neighborhood and what their background is and, and who made these laws here and what was their purpose behind the law. Was there anyone funding these, these politicians to make these laws and what was their agenda and all? I could really get into all the conspiracy theories of what's going on around here and, and some of that's okay, but I don't want this to be my only tool. I want revelation from God. Uh, there's some other things that we'll learn as, as we grow, th grow as a church of, of prayer, as a prayer house and all that stuff. Um, I just want us to be effective. I want us to take every tool possible and win and win the battle. Winning is what we're here for, all right? <clears throat> Any questions real quick before we <clears throat> actually practice this? <clears throat> yes. Yes. Now, I'm not saying in your own time you, can, you can't do research and stuff like that, because I do that. There will be topics that, that the Lord will give me, and I will go and research it. As a matter of fact, a few years back, it was prophesied over my father and through our line that, there, that we would plant churches in, in Australia and in New Zealand. And I was like, oh, we, do we even have a history? What's this? So I went and researched everything I could about Churches that were planted in Australia, New Zealand, this and that. And so, I, I mean, there are times it's just me and God drops something or he tells me something about um, an industry or a politician. Or, and I want to study and find out. Um, but as far as making that a continual practice, I think it's dangerous. I think it could be dangerous. And uh, my wife's always telling me, now look, we don't want to only hear what this person's saying about America right now. We don't only want to focus on, we, we want to have heaven's perspective. Don't only feed earth's perspective. Come on now, let's remember we're supposed to see from heaven. So, because I'm the kind of person that could just, the justice thing in me rises up. And I'm like, man, I could just hit the justice thing over and over and get frustrated and get mad and pray with anger and frustration and not really do any good. So, yeah. So, yeah, don't always do it alone. <laughs> Or if you're going to do it alone, be accountable to someone to say, hey, this is what I was researching. This is what I found. This is what I think about what I found. What do you think? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. A lot of thinking involved in this. We, we, we love thinking. You have great minds. Use them. You have brilliant minds. Anyone else? you have a question about this? Um, those that have computers, do you mind coming up to each one of these tables and go ahead and setting the computer up and uh, we'll get the Wi-Fi password to you so we can jump into that. Any other questions? 
All right, before we get into that, I'm going to stop the CD and...